Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. That while they were within the community, they were having drunk sex parties. Oh, man. Why'd you leave? <laughs> because the people having the drunk sex parties left. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, did, did you get invited after the fact? Like once you finally left, did they invite you? Not exactly. They're not really doing that anymore. I did get a lap dance from a witch once with one of those friends. So that was... That was sort of a moment where I was like, hey, this is probably as far as from I, I ever thought I would be. <laughs> what, it, what do you mean a lap dance from a witch? What, what did that entail? Dylan? Yes. How are you, Dylan? I'm good. How are you? I am a gecko on the computer. I wonder how many more times I can say that before... It gets old. Uh, what's going on with you, Dylan? Uh, do you want to start broadly or right now? Hmm. That's a really good question. Do I want to start broadly or right now? I kind of want to start with... You know what? Let's start broadly. Okay, well, I mean, listen. It says here that you left the Jehovah's Witnesses... A couple years ago. And you want to talk about that? Yes. Yes. Broadly. <laughs> you know what? Um, Let's get into it. Tell me tell me about the JW. All right. Well, I, I know you've had some people on or had experience with it. Um, I mean, my experience was very explosive <laughs> with how I left. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too close, too far into how it really started with like everything. I, I was in it for 22 years, my whole life. 22 years. Point. Well, you're, you're 24. All right. So you were in it from the time you were a little oh, 25. baby. You were a little baby knocking door to door, spreading the good word. <laughs> with a tiny, tiny briefcase and a diaper. Yep. Um, it's kind of adorable, but <laughs> Many doors were slammed in that baby's face, so <laughs> I I handle rejection really well. Man. Um, Must feel good to slam but, a door in a baby's face. Anyway, anyway, um, all right. So you start off your little baby, Jehovah's Witness boy, and uh, you know, tell tell me about what that was like growing up in that uh, in that community. It was, I mean, it had its ups and downs. 
I mean, I can I really truly can't say that it was all bad. I mean, I have my family with me and I love my family and I loved a lot of the friends that I had made, whether it was just because they were there or I actually pursued a friendship with them because there's a lot of forced friendship in that culture. Of course. But, you know, I never, ever truly felt 100% on it. I wanted to 100% on it so badly because I could, everyone else in my family was such a golden star in it. You know, like my sister, both into it. Like my mom has made missionary trips to Africa. (laughs) Like they, they're crazy. Like right, super, so super you're in it. this community, and everybody around you believes, and so you really want to believe. Truly, yeah. Like, I wanted to wake up every day and just be like, I have this connection with God, you know, and He's He's really He's really guiding me. But I never yeah. felt like that. At, mm-hmm. It was all me and what I did, um, whether that was you know, actually putting effort into it or being a complete blob and not giving a shit about like getting farther in it, you know? And you said just now, you said something that I thought was kind of interesting where you were like, a lot of these friendships are forced, but you alluded a little bit to having, if if, if I'm interpreting this correctly, you alluded a little bit to having at least a few friendships that you pursued intentionally is that is that true do you feel like you made some genuine friends in this community oh yeah absolutely and interestingly enough um a couple of these true friends are now also exited and i am still um i'm going to an ls dream concert on friday with a couple of them so that will be fun um, yeah, and it would I make sense value- that the people that that you would, uh, you know, sort of hook up with there are also people who are like, hey, what the fuck's going on with all this stuff? Oh, yeah. No, totally. And they left before me, but they could not believe that I left when I did because everyone viewed me as a golden child as well, even though internally I never felt that way. How did you feel being viewed as a as a golden child? Was that like uh, pressure on you? It, it, it's funny you should say that because I didn't realize they viewed me as a golden child until after I had left and they told me they would, weren't inviting me to the like drunk sex parties they were having. <laughs> who wasn't inviting? Oh, were the, the, the people within the community or the people who left the community were having the drunk sex parties? They, while they were within the community, they were having drunk sex parties. Oh, man. Why'd you leave? <laughs> because the people having the drunk sex parties left. <laughs> oh. No, oh. Oh. Okay. All right. So. So here's. Okay. So here's what I'm. What I'm hearing here is like there's a little gang. There's a little gang of. Uh, there's a little gang of defectors in here. There's a little gang of oh. people who are like, hey, what's going on? And they, but they, and you secretly are are a defector, but the defectors they look at you. As, as as a golden boy, because you're 
trying to believe. So, like, outwardly, it would make sense that you're giving off this golden boy air to you. Is that is that accurate? Sort of. Sort of. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a defector until the day I decided I wanted to leave. I believed up until a certain moment. Um, there was always a part of me that believed in it and was scared of it. But I also had a rebellious streak inside me that wanted to, like, get out there and do shit that I wasn't supposed to. But these people didn't give a shit earlier than I did. And I, I, I was much better at avoiding those situations, so, which is why they never invited me to their drunk sex parties. Man. I, well, did, did you get invited after the fact? Like, once you finally left, did they invite you? Not exactly. They're not really doing that anymore because they're adults <sighs> that are trying to be a slightly more um, good. I did get a lap dance from a witch once with one of those friends. So that was that was sort of a moment where I was like, hey, this is probably as far as from I, I ever thought I would be. <laughs> what, it, what do you mean a lap dance from a witch? What What did that entail? Uh, we, we had gone to a concert and one of my friends met this, or had, had, uh, reconnected with this crazy Wiccan girl. And we ended up at a penthouse suite in Boston and she was giving lap dances to everyone while we were all fucking blasted. And I just was like, had this. Uh, go away from Jesus moment. <laughs> I guess it's the complete opposite of come to Jesus. But uh, she, I, my God, I'm getting a lap dance from a witch right now. Yeah. And yeah. a year ago, I was uh, trying to get people to uh, open the good book. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you defected, uh, defected, defected, whatever the word is, because uh, I actually was approached on the street by a sort. I don't think they were Mormons. They were Christians, but they were they were religious people. And when I was talking to them, it was very they were very, very convinced. No, no part of my brain felt like these people would ever budge on what it is that they were spreading the good word of. So mm. it feels like whatever's going on in these communities, I mean, they're tight. You know, the people who, oh. who who really truly believe, I mean, they fucking believe. Yeah, it's 100% a cult, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, it's starting to get out there, but it's super controlling, like, scarily so. Um obviously didn't really realize that until doing external research after I had decided to leave. But like, I, I could never go back now, obviously. Like it's, it's, I've taken the red pill, you know, or whatever it's, whichever fucking pill he took. I took one of those. So, so tell me, uh, tell me, all right. So this was only two years ago. It's fairly recent. So as a 22 year old young man, who has been living in this, uh, it sounds to me, restrictive community for a while, you 
deflect, mm. defect, whatever whatever the word of the day is that we've been using, that I've been using a shit ton. Um, all right. Yeah. And what do what is what are some of the first things you do as a as a as a free man? You know that you haven't been yeah. able to do for the twenty two first years. What 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 were some of the the first ventures into, I guess, hedonism that you <laughs> embarked upon? Well, I I think literally the day after I decided to leave, I installed Tinder, <laughs> which makes sense for a young man at that yep. age. Mm-hmm. Uh, still have it, so it's not it's not something I've grown out of. But um, I immediately met a girl and dated her for six months, and I was a virgin until I hadn't even kissed a girl. I was twenty twenty almost almost 22 i think it was just about to turn 22 at the time mm-hmm. and never even kissed a girl so that was interesting and crazy um trying to figure out maybe if i was bisexual or gay or anything i realized i'm straight so i'm boring as fuck but <laughs> you know that was in a uh, period i tried i tried out because i'm super not christian anymore at all and i don't have any of those leanings but um not that i have anything against it as long as people aren't oppressing other people but um uh, what else i mean drugs but not really anything that crazy just like weed (laughs) which i don't like so i'm Mm. like like why couldn't that have worked out for me of all things so i feel like there's gotta be. I mean, after 22 years of all that stuff, I feel like there's gotta be a significant, like, adjustment going on. There's gotta oh. be. There's gotta be a little bit of a period of going like, well, I like getting out of jail. Like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Oh, it's fucking nuts. Like, well, the the way it happened was, I was super before I decided I wanted to leave. I was super depressed. A couple of times I was borderline suicidal and I had never been suicidal in my life. Um, And I didn't ever try anything, but it was just getting to a point where it was completely unsustainable. And so what happened is I was sitting at the meeting, they call them kingdom halls, but it's really just a church. So I'm sitting at the meeting and I'm out of my mind. I can't focus. I felt felt horrible. And all of a sudden it just popped into my mind. Why don't I look up some stuff or material that people who have left have written. So during this fucking meeting, preaching to me, I'm sitting there. It's actually what we call the circuit overseer visit. So like this grand poobah character is, is here visiting, trying to like build us all up with his, his grandeur and I'm looking up this shit and took three paragraphs of that online article or essay to completely dissolve what was left of my face. And I looked up, I'm not fucking crazy. I, I don't, it's not that I am not fitting into a place where I should be fitting in. It's that I don't have to fit in at all. Mm-hmm. And I should not be 
oppressing and suppressing my character for the sake of even even people that I love because it's just not sustainable. Yeah, so to that point, for the, you say for the people that you love, tell me how did uh, tell me about the process of like reconciling this with your family. That that was crazy because that happened like the day a day or two after. Um, I was obviously having a lot of inner turmoil and thoughts about it. My mind was racing, and you know, reading all this material after the fact. Um, after the waking up process uh, had really gone underway. I was at work one day cleaning windows, which is a super fucking common profession for uh, witnesses. If anyone else <laughs> in the chat used to be in there, it's always a joke that witnesses clean windows because it's easy to get. But I decided, I'm like, I need to call my family right now and tell them because this is on my mind. So like one by one, I just started calling people while I was doing my job. Um, on my Bluetooth headset and just one by one, each of them just completely dumbfounded and aghast and, you know, crying and begging me to change my mind or, and, you know, somewhat gaslighting me. Like we won't be able to talk to you anymore. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't. Um, So my sisters and my mom and pretty much a couple other people. That was the last time I've spoken to them. Um, really? I have, so in the past two have, years, you haven't spoken to your sister and your mom at all? My sisters have, and my mom have not spoken to me or reached out at all. Um, what about, uh, what my about dad, dad? My dad a couple times, um, but it, that's gotten worse because... Um, with the whole Ukraine and Russia thing going on, they they think that it's the end times. So I think that they're really doubling down on their own indoctrination for the sake yeah. of their own mental health. Um, and it was crazy because when I moved out, I lived three minutes from my sister. And I remember one day I went up to her house um, with her recently married husband who opened the door. And I was, because I just was like, I just want to go see. I want to see what happens if I go to see her after oh, all this just, happens. You just went to her house, like, on, on a whim. On a whim. On a whim. Yeah. After work one yeah. day. Sure. It had been maybe months since I had left. And, mm-hmm. and I went up to the door. Her husband opened the door, and he didn't invite me in. Um. Uh, like I was with them on their first date. Like this is like not somebody I don't know. Like this is my my sister's husband, who yes. I was all courting. Yes. Period. He and I was. He was so awkward, and I asked for a glass of water because I kind of wanted to test it and see if I could get inside. Yeah. And he brought it out, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is how it's gonna be. And I, so I was like, hey, is uh, is uh, Maddie? not gonna come in or come out he's like no i don't think so and i'm like okay so i turned around and i got back in my car and that's the last attempt to at like physical contact with with family that is i mean that was during the height of covid too so anyway so man how, how do you how do you feel 
about all of this does it is that is that painful for you i, I i'd have to imagine it it ebbs and flows like sometimes i feel like i'm a robot because i will think about my family and have almost no feeling at all mm-hmm. and that kind of because i'm not a sociopath <laughs> or but i don't feel like i have the proper feelings to process it like i barely cry about it i i sobbed once at a friend's house while i was high on weed and a little bit drunk and something just set me off um and that felt good and i wanted i wish i could do that more Hmm. Um, you you have a desire to be more in touch with your emotions about everything. Oh, I wish I could just sob for hours about the trauma I've faced. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, there's just like a block. Um, yeah. Other times I'm angry. Um, just pissed at them that they, I don't care that they believe in the religion. I don't care that they have a different belief system than me i just want them to recognize that i'm the same person and i'm not some hideous gargoyle of of sin you know yeah i'd be fucking pissed if i were you i'd be like what the fuck i'm your brother i'm your son who gives a fuck about all this stupid you know god stuff it's like can't you see what's really important here oh totally well especially since my dad lost his dad at he he died at 62 just having like what he was walking down the street and had a heart attack and i'm like if you would you would he would give anything to see you again or vice versa and yet i am your son that you held in your arms and you could have me right now you know mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. That's just baffling to me. Like, I can't imagine doing that to my future children. Like, and I want to have children. And I'm like, how? I I can't mentally parse what could tear you away from a child, especially if they're not like a fucking murderer or a or a rapist or I don't know something. You're just horrible. a guy. Even murderers, even murderers' parents still love them. <laughs> like you hear yeah. about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, what yeah. the hell. Tell me about well, I mean, I mean, so Dylan, like, what's your life like now? Like, uh, all right. So at the very beginning of this call, we were like, okay, broad, and then right now, I feel like we covered the broad. Before we go, let's cover the now. Where are we? Do we have friends? Do we have? I know, I know that things have been pretty fucking tough with the family. But uh, it sounds like you got cool friends. You know, it sounds like I, I'm getting I'm getting bits and pieces here of like, you know, you have a support system of some kind. You're not just like hanging out in the wind. You know, what, what's going on now? Oh, it, it's it's true. I mean, I really value the friends. I think I need to work on valuing the friends I have rather than the the amount of friends I want. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's unfortunate because I don't always want to just connect with other ex-witnesses. I want to connect with people who aren't because I'm, I don't even want to consider myself an ex-witness. I don't want to be Dylan, the person who left the religion. I want to be Dylan. Yep. Just Dylan. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but I really do have good friends and I mean, I have a job where like people appreciate me and I just got promoted and certified in my job. I'm a chimney sweep now. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and that's been going great and I can support myself really well. And it's all at the expense of leaving. Like I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and have my own apartment yeah. and pay my time and have a, a good job and can afford to go out and have fun sometimes. And it's like, I really need to look at that more often and be like, you are really fucking fortunate that you. Yeah. You, yeah. What, totally. what, what were you going to say? I, I feel like I, I, oh, I, I cut you off, but as, as you were going to go <laughs> on a, a, a self, a self motivational thing, I want to let you finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I can try to attempt to uh, to uh, rouse myself from the ashes, but um, it's. I think the biggest problem that I'm facing right now is that I I'm single, which means I don't have very much intimacy, and that doesn't include just sex. It's just I'm talking like heart to heart with somebody that is dedicated to you, or at least is yeah. wanting to get to know you. So that's yeah. tough. Um, because pretty much the family that I make for myself is going to be the, the family I have for the foreseeable future. Like, I don't think my, I don't, I can't assume my family will leave someday and then reconnect with me. Um, so not having that is tough. Uh, well, Dylan, I, uh, you know, look, before we go, I want to say, uh, you know, all the, all the sort of rousing yourself up that you were doing. I think it's well earned. I mean, you claw, I mean, it takes a lot of fucking balls to be born into this life path that's set up for you and set up for you pretty damn hard Mm -hmm. and having all, I mean, these people who you, you know, at a young age are like supposed to trust really hard. Your mom, your dad, your sister. I mean, these, the, 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 the closest people, the people that are supposed to be the most worthy of your trust, lay out this path for you. And then for you to just, from within, deflect from that and decide for yourself what the right thing to do is. And then go, and then like, to have those thoughts... It, to sur- to surmise those thoughts and those feelings and the desire to deflect is one thing, and then to act on it against what everyone who you're supposed to trust is telling you. I mean, that that takes fucking guts. That takes a lot of guts. And the fact that you were able to do that, and now you've got this job, you've got friends, you've uh, you got a fucking apartment that you're paying the rent on. You've, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll have a, a, a girlfriend soon. You know, you've, you've, you've built a life from your, for yourself. 
not just from I I don't even want to say from scratch like oh, like you had worse circumstances than scratch you had to you were like in the negative you had to get out of that one life and then build a new one from scratch I mean that's damn impressive you know so I you definitely definitely should be proud of yourself for all of that Dylan and uh and man I I uh, I wish you the best I'm I'm inspired by by you by anyone who's brave enough to forge their own path you know so so props to you and 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 thank you very much for sharing all of that with all of us you you've been on a on a crazy journey and and i know you you mentioned that you want to be able to process your emotions better i hope i hope you're able to do that that sounds like some real therapy type of stuff that i hope you're able to get a hold of but damn you know, you're 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 an impressive fucking guy, Dylan. For real. Well, that means a hell of a lot to from a uh, anthropomorphic lizard. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. <laughs> it's of course. Definitely negative tonight. I appreciate it so much. Of course, man. Thank you again for sharing. Thanks, Lyle. Love you, bud. Take care, Dylan. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? Hello? Hello, hello, Get? hello. Hello, is this Elisa? This is Elisa. Hello. How are you doing How, tonight? I, I'm, I'm hanging out, Elisa. Uh, I'm a gecko on the computer. I'm living life uh, as best as I can, I hope. Uh, what's going on with you? Well, I just had some positivity to share with you today. Oh, please. Hit me. 
So on the topic of large boobs, I actually had gigantic, huge boobs, and I recently got them chopped. You and the positive got news, them chopped. Yes, I did. And the positive news about this is that it is the most life-changing thing, most positive thing I could have ever done for myself. And I feel like a new woman completely, mm. a new person. I feel free. Mm. Mm. What inspired you to, to do the chopping? So having large boobs is very difficult. Um, it actually hinders your movement a lot more than um, I realized until now. Um, and I can't buy like bras anywhere. I have to like special order them for like 70 or 80 bucks because like I had huge boobs. Like I had to buy like custom bras. And yeah, I can like run up the stairs quickly. It's crazy. I'm just like, my life has completely changed. They, they took off 10 pounds or like a little over 10 pounds. 10 pounds each or 10 pounds total? I think it was total. Total. So I'm curious. So, uh, you know, how long have you had large boobs? And then what may what was like the final straw where you're like, all right, I'm getting these I'm getting rid of these guys. Well, I had funny story is the first time I remember my boobs like getting in the way of my life. I was actually in third grade. And I remember I, like, forgot to wear my, like, training bra to third grade, which is, like, way too early to have a training bra. And I forgot to wear it. And I remember, like, calling my mom from the office. And I was too nervous to say the word bra. So I just called and I was like, Mom, I forgot my underwear. Like, I don't have my undergarments because I didn't want to say anything. And um, oh, because you're like in the because you're like on the on the phone while like whatever the principal or office person is is all like watching you and shit. Oh yeah, and I went to a Catholic school, so they're like staring at me on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, can you bring this? And she, um, yeah, she she was like, well, you'll just last to the end of the day. It'll be fine. I was uncomfortable all day, and I got home, and my mom was like, why the hell didn't you put on underwear this morning? And I was like, no, I didn't wear my bra and it was really uncomfortable. And then ever since then, it's been like exponential each Mm -hmm. year, like how big they got. Um, And, you know, I was having a lot of back pain when I got into college and just genuinely uncomfortable, like couldn't do things like the pendulum on my chest would just like drag me in several directions. Anytime I tried to be active or like, you know, move my body like a normal human. And I think I finally got up to a 38N and I was like, all right, like I literally can't do this anymore. Like I've got to get a reduction. So yeah. So they, so they were growing, so they just never stopped growing. That's what I think. That's my theory. Cause they were bigger every single year. Like I always was replacing bras. And like I said, these things are not cheap. Mm-hmm. So you went from a, a N to what what are you now? I'm like a handful now. I don't even know what I am. I haven't even measured. I'm like wearing sports bras every day, sometimes braless. I would guess that I'm like a D or C now, which mm-hmm. to me is like minuscule and very tiny, and I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is a good PSA yeah. for other people who are uh, struggling with similar issues. Oh, yes. I 100% recommend it. I know a lot of people kind of get caught up in, like, the male gaze or, like, self-worth things. And I know that can be hard. But if you can get through that, like, truly, I feel, like, so free. I don't think... I was asked the other day by my partner, like, what amount of money I would, like, exchange now knowing how I feel. And, like, the amount of money that I would exchange for how I feel right now and, like, every morning is, like, infinite. Like... I would pay like all the money I ever earned in my life to feel like this. Legitimately. Really? Okay, so if somebody off if somebody offered you ten million dollars to go back to the old boobs to the thirty eight ends, you would you would turn it down. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd turn it down. Mm. Mm. For sure. So it's like low key debilitating. So it's kinda like uh, a disability almost. The um um, yeah, dude, you should be, you should be able to, if, if you have a, over a certain cup size, you should be able to hang one of those, uh, 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 disabled, uh, things in your windshield <laughs> in the park in those spots. Well, I don't know about that, but it's definitely bad. There's a lot of things I could not do. So, um, were there, and it sounds like, you know, obviously after the fact, after the, the surgery took place, you're like, okay, so glad I did it. Uh, you know, it was debilitating and I'm in a new place. But, I mean, beforehand, before you knew how great it was going to be, did you have any apprehensions going into it? Was there any part of you thinking thinking not to do it? Or was it a very much gung-ho, no regrets, go for it decision from the beginning that that it, uh, that it happened, that you decided? I would say, like, at the very beginning, when it first popped into my head, I was still, like, working on some, like, yeah, like, self-worth issues or, like, dealing with the male gaze and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I had really nice boobs. They were awesome. I will say a lot of people would be envious of the boobs I had. They were, like, damn near symmetrical, too. They were awesome. But as I, the thought entered my head for the first time, every time after that, I just got closer and closer to being like, well, I don't actually care because I want to be able to like move my body mm-hmm. and like not spend $80 on bras. And then, yeah, it just escalated until I was like, I actually got on the wait list for the surgery center and I told them to like call me if any spots opened up. And one day they called me and they were like, like, I was supposed no to be chance. seen in, like, two months. Yeah, and they were, like, two days. Like, you just got to get a COVID test. You got to be yep. with the anesthesia screener. Make it down here. And I was like, deal. I called into work, took a week off. I was like, I'm busy. Went up there and did it. It was awesome. Uh, so, so before we go, tell us some other things that you can now do now after the surgery that you couldn't do before so that we get a, a, a idea of, um, you know, how debilitating it was to have, you know, end cups. Um, now I can go for walks comfortably and easily. Soon I'm going to be able to run with doctor's orders. I did a somersault the other day. Pretty sick. Oh, yeah, you Um, can't be doing somersaults with ends. Oh, hell no. That shit is not not comfortable at all. That would, like, hit you in the face and knock you unconscious. Oh, yeah. Like, I bet you I could hang upside down now. I could not do that shit before. I would start choking. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. dead ass. So yeah, I don't know. It's really awesome. I can do a lot of stuff. I'm really excited to like, oh yeah, clothes. I can buy normal size clothes now. Like, I don't know. I can just be in general, like more active. And the more I heal, the more stuff I'm going to be able to do. So truly, like if anyone's thinking about it, like do your research and like go for it. I think the benefits far outweigh the cost. Well, Alicia, uh, that's your name, right? Alice, uh, Alisa? Alicia. 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 Yes. Well, Alisa, uh, happy for you on your newfound lease of life. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you've inspired uh, other people to, you know, gain theirs, and uh, all the power to you. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Love the podcast, Gank. Have a good one. Thank you, Alisa. Bye. Hello, Alyssa. Hello. How are you doing? Um, I am a gecko on the computer. You know, I've noticed, I've I've been thinking about this. The audio version of this show, they they can't really tell that I'm a gecko. I I don't know if they can hear it, and it kind of doesn't matter. Well, like, there, I want there everyone. There's a picture yeah. on the podcast right now, so maybe there they is, cut yeah. up at two and two together. You know, right, right. There is a picture on the thing. You know. I mean, I could, I could be recording this not in a gecko thing, and it would be the same thing. Yeah. But it kind of wouldn't be the same thing. And, and also, because being a gecko affects my words and affects your words and, and whatnot. I feel like you have a take on this, yeah. and I keep interrupting you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a lot to say. You know, I think the gecko suit gives it like a little bit more of a oomph, like a little, like a lot of a lot more effect than maybe you would have if you didn't wear the gecko suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a That's little bit of extra. No, I agree with you fully. I think it's a little bit of extra. It's a slight ec- bit of extra anonymousness. I know I'm not anonymous and my name is on the podcast and I, I tell people my name is Lyle and stuff, but it, it does. Yeah. I, I do want it to feel like you're just talking to this entity that, that, barely exists this gecko thing. like that won't judge you and sure yeah i i get what you're going for um but enough about me and my silly silly predicaments what's going on with you Alyssa? <sighs> well it's a bit of a long story so mm. what's the g- give me the give me the gist let's Tarant let's let's tarantino this you know let's start okay. With the let's start in the middle. In the middle, uh, well, the middle would probably be the worst part. So basically, <laughs> the middle would be that uh, I found out that I was related to the guy that I was dating. That's the middle. That's you know what? That's a great middle. That's a great hook. I'm now interested <laughs> in. Let's hear the full story. So basically, I met this guy on Tinder. I matched with him, and I really liked him. And we've been dating for about, like, six months now. And a couple weeks ago, we took, uh, like, a DNA test like on Ancestry.com. And I guess I should mention that we had the same birthday when we first met. But, you know, a lot of people have the same birthday, so we didn't really think anything of it, you know, Mm -hmm. just a coincidence. 
But anyways, back to the story. Um, okay, so we took it. We noticed we had a lot of similar relatives. And um, I don't know if you heard the part where I said we had the same birthday. Coincidental, a lot of people have the same birthday. I know like five or six people have the same birthday as me. And But when we started figuring out we had the same relatives on the Ancestry.com, we were like, okay, this is kind of concerning. So we brought it up to our parents. And sure enough, we are actually twins. And the reason we didn't know is because we are separated a month after we were born. Because our parents got separated and one took the other. And your parents didn't know this? Well, they didn't know. Like, they didn't keep in contact with each other. I don't know why. It's really kind of messed up. But, Hmm. um, yeah, I know. It's really, really crazy. Uh, So, how long were you dating this guy before you found out he was your twin? Six months. Six months? Six months. Did you guys... Uh, Listen, I don't want to say listen at the you, you can't we neither of us knew and that's also another thing like i feel kind of gross about it but should i because should i because i didn't know how how do you feel about it uh i feel i do i do feel kind of gross about it because i mean who wouldn't but at the same time like i also feel so contradicted like should i feel bad when I didn't know and I also don't know if I should keep in contact with him um he's here actually oh he's he's with you he is with me oh yeah let's get him on the phone okay you want to talk to him right now yeah absolutely okay here he is uh hello alright so you uh you had sex with your sister. How do you uh, how do you feel? Um. Well, you know, you know, uh, we didn't know. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't really like it, but you know, at the same time, I do care about her, and you know, we've been dating for six months, and. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like you can see how this is conflicting. Mm-hmm. Cause, so what's cause, what's your guys's uh, relationship like now? Uh, I mean, it's a little it's a little awkward now, um, but it, it was going really good up until uh, we found that out. But uh, oh, so sure. now it's been a little yeah, it's been a little awkward recently. Uh, so yeah, we've just just been like thinking about what to do about it. Uh, have your parents gotten back together with with each other when you, when you guys were separated at birth? Is it like was it like one parent kept one kid, one parent kept the other kid type of deal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, my mom kept me, and our dad kept her, uh, and they've both gotten remarried since. So, in these past six months. You never introduced w- either of each other to your family. 
Uh, yeah, like like I met her parents and she met my parents. They just like they had never like obviously they we didn't recognize each other because we haven't seen each other since like I was a month old and they because our parents didn't keep in contact and they just kind of agreed to each take one. I'm not really sure because we believed our whole lives that our what actually was our, our step-parents was our real parents. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is sort of a lot of revelations going on. Yeah, yeah. It's, once. it's a big it's a big life life thing, not just a relationship. But so our parents have been lying to us for some time, 20 years. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. And... Hmm. Have your parents, since finding out that you two dated for six months, gotten back in contact with each other? Um, no, no, they. Yeah, I don't really know. It's it's been kind of awkward. We haven't really talked with our parents that much since finding out, because we've been kind of like upset with them. Uh, do they do they know? Yeah. Uh, yeah they they found out that we're dating. Um, um, yeah. Hmm. They thought it was pretty weird. (laughs) As you can imagine. Interesting. Um, So, so what, what, what do we think is next here? Well, you know, that's kind of why we're calling you Gek, because Oh, oh we were I, conflicted. We're like, do I, um, we do we keep dating? Do we? I don't know if we can help <laughs> out on this wrong. one. I think this one might be above my pay grade here. Have you spoken <laughs> to a real therapist about this? Uh, we have not. No, this is you know it's fairly recent. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps we should look into that. Yeah, totally. Well, it's uh, I, you know, look, it's well. It's nice that you guys are still friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, friendship's yeah. important. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's good. You know, now I have a, a sister. Um, yeah. A See, I, I think that's the truth, right? I think you have to look on the bright side of this. You may lose a lover, but you've gained a sister. And that, at the end of the day is what's important. Yeah, yeah. That that's a valid point. I think I her? think the time maybe. Let me let me, let me let me let me talk to her. All right, here she is. Hello. Uh what did you say her name was? Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa, I think I I was talking with uh what's your brother's name? Archer. Or boyfriend or Archer. <laughs> Talking with Archer. Yep. And I think we've decided that we're going to look on the bright side of this. You know, you have What's lost that? a lover. Exactly. You've lost a lover. But in turn, you've gained a brother, which debatably is more valuable because they'll be with you forever. I guess you're right about that. I guess that's that is a positive, I guess, out of the situation. Totally. 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 Yep. 
Well, thank you very much for calling, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Keg. Those two are going to be fine. Those two are going to be fine. They have each other to guide them through thick and thin. I actually think it's beautiful. I'm actually a little jealous, honestly. About of, of how um, close of a bond they have with one another. You know, I wish I had that kind of, um, you know, closeness with another human being in my life. Those two are blessed. Stevie. <laughs> Gex. What's going on, man? It's going. How are you? Um... Oh, oh, you crap. know what? what I actually, I hate, I, I'm sorry. You know, I've watched your stream so many times and I really hate when uh, people ask that because I, I, I just feel like you hate people asking you that. Well, it's it's not, I'm not mad at the people. I'm not, okay, I'm not <laughs> mad at the people. It's not, it's a common thing to do when you see somebody, you ask them. It's an autopilot thing. I, I would never be mad at somebody asking how they are i'm not no, i don't think i'm mad it, at it i think i'm mad that it exists as a form of social programming but that fact that it exists as a form of social programming is nobody's fault in particular it's just a sort no, of natural occurrence so i'm not mad it, at you or anyone else no I get that. It's the same thing that I get whenever I go to the checkout line at the grocery store and they say like, Hey, how are you? Did you find everything okay? And I'm always like, Oh, you know, I just feel like it's a, you know, I just, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, Stevie, how's it going? How are you? Good, man. Well, you know, I got screened and I was just, uh, trying to get some insight on a little, uh, thing where, Kind of in the middle of a a breakup, and kind of sprung upon me, and I didn't really, you know, my credit's shit. And uh, you know, I started going on Craigslist looking for potential roommates, and uh, it, everything just depressed me. So I just, was, yeah. I you know, I started thinking more about the alternative, which is to become a homeless nomad. Yeah, it says here that you're contemplating becoming homeless. Yeah, voluntarily. It sounds way more exciting to me than uh, than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, tell me, tell me what about it feels exciting to you? Well, yeah, I have a, I have a pretty good job. I make really good money, and uh, and I'm trying to get away from that. Um, and I just think that the you know, I don't have the money to. I I want to have. I want to have more financial freedoms and stuff, but I just feel like renting is kind of a scam. Um, and I just would rather not partake in that, and I'd rather travel and become my own. You know, my own person, really. You know, like it just the rent and everything. Like having a roommate, having to trust someone that <clears throat> you don't really know particular thing i don't really know what else to do so 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 all right so you have a job and i assume this is like one of those work from home gigs that you can you're living the laptop lifestyle is that what i'm hearing no no not at all i'm actually a 
a freelance uh, painter. I, I do interior homes. Interesting. Okay, so are you planning on quitting your job, or are you going to keep your job but just not yeah. have a place to live? Yeah, I'm going to keep the job. I work with, I, I started at my own business. And uh, yeah, I was just like really thinking more about like taking up new alternatives because, you know, painting is really hard on the body and uh, it's, it's just really grueling work that I don't, I, I can't do forever. But, um, you know, it's just like, it's, it, that just kind of backs up more about what I'm doing with my time. And uh, um, I would rather find other avenues, but like renting is just going to slow it down because um, so there's other I, I, I guess I'm trying to get into the logistics of this because oh. are you so you're a freelance painter so do you you do you have to don't you have to sort of be in one place like do you, are is your clientele all sort of centered around one location yeah pretty much yeah i'm out in um I have a certain town that I work around in and, uh, you know, I've been in this one neighborhood and picking up business like crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm in one place and I, I'm currently living in, in this, in my, in the same place as my girlfriend as we've broken up and everything, everything is cool there. But like, you know, um, yeah, I, I do have a place I need to be every day. Right. Every, so you know, long hours. Right, so are you planning on on shutting down your business to go travel? Yeah, eventually, but once I get a new thing lined up, like I would I want to become kind of a digital nomad and travel around and uh just experience the world in 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 my own in, on my own terms, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I've always yeah. wanted to travel around and as you say, experience the world on your own terms. And it, it sounds like, so I guess the, what's, what's the financial situation oh, here? Do we have uh, a nest egg of some kinds or something? Yeah. Like you're that's not kind be of like, the oh, problem. <laughs> I've always had a problem with money. Like it's always been my thing. Like, uh, and that's the reason why this relationship kind of uh, shit the bed. And yeah, um, yeah. So my girlfriend kind of had enough of it. I didn't know what else to do, and uh, I'm just trying. Like, and now it's just kind of like more of a thing that I've had to deal with. That the you know that's been presented to me with this breakup. You know, I think you learn everything. You learn some out of anything is there's always something to be learned from it. And, uh, this was a pretty serious relationship of three years. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her, but like with this whole thing, with finances, I said that that's fair. And, uh, yeah, I'm just like, all right, well, you know, if anything to be taken from it is that I'm going to be more financially stable. And with that, I'm like, well, you know, I told I, everyone I tell about being coming homeless, they kind of, you know, I'm 30, I'm 35 right now. And they're like, eh, kind of get a little, nobody really supports my decision, but I'm kind of firm sure. on what I want to do. Okay. So when you say you're firm um, on what you want to do, you're, 
This is are, are are we talking about this right now from your headspace of look, I'm gonna do it, but we're just you know here. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. Are you are you firm in this plan? Um, you know the other part of it is uh, is going on to. And I don't think this is a healthier thing to be doing at the moment because I'm still kind of processing the breakup. But like, yeah, I started uh, going back onto the uh, internet webs of dating, and uh, okay. that's the only thing that deters me from doing this because I've started talking to some other girls, and you know, it's just like, hi, you know, how do you? Yeah, and then, and then they're like, hey, can I come over tonight? And you're like, well, about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean. I know it's just silly and it's just kind of probably a distraction more than a really serious thing. And it's probably not cool of me to even interact with anybody at this moment. But well, well, yeah. well, well, hold on. Well, hold on now. So here's the, I mean, look, here's the thing. If 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 having a partner is important to you, look, man, there's all I, I there's all kinds of people out there. I know this might sound crazy, but I think people get stuck in that whole like. Oh, women want a guy like this who has a house or whatever. And look, I'm sure a lot do. But I'm also sure there's probably, you know, plenty of uh, women around the country who are also like, man, I kind of also want to be homeless, you know, and maybe you guys hook up and you uh, travel around together, you know, like there's all sorts of people who want all sorts of things. So I wouldn't go ahead. I would I wouldn't go out on a limb and saying that that you're closed off to romantic engagements due to your situation. In fact, uh, some people might even find that attractive as, as weird as that sounds, but, um, no, I, but, but, I but sort of, you know, what were you going to say? No, I, I was just agreeing with you pretty much. Wrong. But, but forgetting about the, the, the sort of, uh, finding a girl part of this. Uh, cause I feel like that's, that's sort of, as you're saying, like a, like a distraction. What, yeah. what else is stopping you from, from doing it? Have you, have you done any like worst case scenario thinking? Like, is there any case scenario where you're, you're gonna do this and then four months later be like, oh, holy fuck, I'm fucking screwed. Or is it like, like what's, what's, what's the worst case scenario here? Well, I mean, like I've I've never had a I've never even had a passport, if I'm being honest. Mm. So, um, I mean, I've 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 been to Canada, so <laughs> that's about the extent of it. Okay. Um, but I I just I'm kind of a person that, that I, I I just like to go in deep with things and figure it out from there. So I'm honestly confident with what I want to experience and not really too worried about uh, too much of worst case scenarios mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. might be a problem overall. I don't know. I I don't know, I don't man. Really Again, I'm not. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. So you say you have a tendency to dive into things without yeah. necessarily thinking them over and you've been alive yeah. for 35 years and I assume you've Correct. been like that for several of those years and how has this way of operating served you in life thus far 
Uh, I've, I've invested a lot of time and, and not much in return <laughs> in finances and with time and energy, you know. Um, for instance, the house that I'm in with my uh, ex-girlfriend, I was building a, a studio for a music production because she also does music production and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I invested my, cause you know, I was considering with her parents who own the house, actually, um, they were gonna, like, we were talking about renting to own and all that kind of stuff. And so I just kind of counted my chickens before they hatched and started just like tearing the room apart, rewiring, re, re, redoing all this stuff. And then yeah. before I knew it, like things kind of ended. So the relationship was over. And then that, and that, that whole, let's make a whole home studio. Was that a, I'll dive into it and figure it out as we go type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Okay. I mean, even not, not just with the idea well, of doing it, but just like uh, also, also like doing stuff that I had no idea how to do it, but mm-hmm. just figuring it out as I went along. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. You did that. It failed. But yet, here you are. You, do you have any, do you, are you in debt at all? Um, I mean, just with a little bit of taxes being a 1099 and stuff like that but not nothing too insane no okay you're not in any crazy debt you you, you sounds no. like i don't know why i'm saying it sounds like cuz like this is not information i can gather but from your voice but it sounds like you have all your arms and legs sounds like your yeah. heart's beating sounds like you 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 fucked up and you failed but you're not dead you don't have any kids do you right. no Never. all right you don't have any kids who who rely on you um no. I mean, I mean, no what's uh, no pets? Great. I mean, no I mean, pets. what's it, what's it, what's at stake here for you? I mean, really? just just my dignity uh, from what my family and my friends see, because you know they're you know they reach out and be like, "What are you gonna do?" You know, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I can just go into nomads and homeless and. Uh, and uh, keeping my job and not getting involved in any drugs and not, in, you know, keeping my head up like, with the with a clear with a clear goal and, uh, you know, doing what I want to do from this point on, you know, without any attachments. But then there's always the whole, you know, uh, the loneliness and the, you know, I yeah. still have my looks and my youth for mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, like going online, I got some girls hitting on me and I'm mm-hmm. reaching out to them and texting them back mm-hmm. and forth. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm more into, you know, the balance between trying to figure out uh, if the relationship versus uh, the freedom to doing what I want to do, like has always been kind of a struggle for me. Well, you've been in a relationship for about three years. So yeah. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if, your whole thing is going to want to be let's jump back into another one unless if you find the right <laughs> person yeah but i, 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 I uh, if the, if this is the song your heart is singing and all that hippie shit uh <laughs> and i i, I well, feel I, like speaking of hippie shit like the ley lines yeah. i don't know if you've ever looked into that but like i found oh, uh, that? that colorado has it only offers a lot of work and not enough play. And uh, I think that there's other places that will offer some more like great things for me. Yeah, dude. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm making this about me right now, but I, I always think like if I, you know, I got to be in this studio to do this podcast and that's my gig right now. But I've always thought like if I didn't have any like 
uh, on any like I need to be at this place at this time type of type of thing. I'd probably do something similar, man. I'd go to wherever they are. I, I, I would look up, you know, go on Colorado Craigslist and be like, hey, does anyone need me to dig a hole in the dirt for a, <laughs> a, for a day for enough money to get me to the next day? I mean, I mean, fuck yeah. it. It sounds like you don't have a lot to lose, which in some cases, yes, is extremely lonely, but in other cases, extremely freedom and freeing. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I, I. I'm hesitant to tell you uh, to do anything either way, but I, 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 I think if it's if it's what you want to do, and you've thought it out to the point where you're like, well, I can give this a shot, and I won't die. Right. Then, 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 uh, go for it. I, I think. See what happens. I think the clear is pretty. Uh, the path is pretty clear. Um, but you know, I just, I, I really do put all my faith in a gecko on the screen. Well, uh, you know, I hope that you know that I'm not responsible for anything that happens to you. Um, if you take anything I, I, before, from this call. Before we go, I was just, one thing I've always wanted to know, because I've heard you brought it up a couple of, t- a few times about the makeup that you wear. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you thought of any alternatives, like with technology, like you know how we have yeah. like green screening and stuff. Like, have yeah, you ever people have always, um, yeah, people have always told me I should do some CGI thing, but I feel like that would be cheating. I feel like I need to <laughs> do the paint every I, I get every you. time, or else it's not okay. real. But you know, man, all kid, look, all kidding aside, um, I, I genuinely do wish you uh, uh, good luck in whatever it is that you choose to do, and I'm inspired. I'm inspired by you. As well, because I, you know, I meant what I said. I, I also uh, dream all the time of leaving behind all of my obligations to go travel and and live the digital life. And if the only thing holding you back, if truly, I mean, if you've truly thought about this in an objective way, and the only thing holding you back is, as you say, your dignity and like what other people will think of you, I don't think that's worth a whole lot in terms of. I don't think so you know, either. So yeah, so you know, go with whatever you think is best. If you if you can remove that from the equation, the your your dignity yeah. and what other people think of you. Thanks, Lyle. Um, For sure, man. I really enjoyed this conversation a lot. Um, I enjoyed it as well. Call call us back. Uh, call us back in yeah. in in six months. Let us know where you are. Maybe you'll be in China Definitely. or something. That'd be cool. Send us oh, a postcard. China for sure. Thailand. Yeah, dude, dude. All right, I'm, this is the last thing I want to say. I'm gonna hang up. But in th- I, 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 I seriously, in those, I have moments of my life all the time where I envi- imagine myself dropping everything and moving to a foreign country. And when that happens, I go to Airbnb and I search up. I go to Thailand or Vietnam or some shit, and I see these like apartments you can live in in Thailand for like, what, like three hundred dollars a month or something that are super nice. That's pretty much why i'm thinking it. it's beautiful it's cheap it's it's everything that i want yeah and my yeah. ley lines i was mentioning that my ley lines really go there and it's just like everything that says go there versus here it just says work 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 yeah um ah so. f- go to thailand go to thailand see if you can get a job d- d- digging a hole or whatever it is enough to pay the I'll- rent for your 200 dollar a month apartment and feel the <laughs> sun on your skin and breathe the air and 
See what you can make out of that. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Talk to you soon, Steve. Bye. <sighs> See, I don't I don't know. This is why uh, uh, again, I I I I'm I'm the king of having an advice podcast where I disclaim that I don't give advice, but uh man, I really felt that guy, man. I I I I mean it. I I think all the time about that kind of shit. Like just being a nomad. Right? Cuz you only like if we want to get into our sort of ethereal headspace you really do only live one life and uh, i i don't know about you guys but i i want to try to see as many things as i can see before i die and i mean that's a luxury not a lot of people get to do that a lot of people you know are sort of bound to staying in one place at one time but i don't know we have so many opportunities thanks to the internet there's couch surfing there's we work there's no not we work what's what's the fucking Work away. There's work away. There's Craigslist. Where you really can just like go to a place. Go on the internet. Find a gig. Find a fucking place to live. And then just uh, walk around. Uh, I, I, I really would like to believe that. Unless if you go to jail for a long time. Or get somebody pregnant and have a child. Or get pregnant yourself and have a child. You can kind of do whatever. All you got to do is not die at the end of the day. If Steve can accomplish his goals and uh, not have a child, not go to jail, and not die, he'll be fine. Uh, he, he mentioned the only thing that was fucking with him was the what people thought of him. But... Yeah, that's a fake thing. Dying, having a child, going to jail, all very real things. But what your parents think of you and what your friends think of you, I I would I would say is not. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello? Hi. Hey, is this Millie? It is Millie. Millie, how is life? What is life like for life, Millie? Life is shit for Millie, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're talking about something else. <laughs> okay, beautiful. What are we talking about? So I haven't set foot in a Taco Bell in over ten years, uh, and I really want—I really want to eat Taco Bell again. 
Um, so as a kid, I used to frequent Taco Bell a lot. Um, but I, just, I guess this was just one of those days where we went in, we ordered, we ate. And then I came home and everything was going fine. I was like playing on the couch with my brother and my sister. And I just projectile vomited all over <laughs> all over my sister and ever since that happened to me at the age of 11 I've been definitely afraid of eating Taco Bell because you're um, afraid that you will once again projectile vomit upon someone yes y yes so why just, do you I'm... crave Taco Bell if you believe it will make you projectile vomit well, I've just been seeing these ads for Taco Bell. Like, people talk about the Baja Goddamn Blast. Right, I've been seeing these ads for Taco Bell. They're amazing. They and the, the Dorito Loco Taco and some crispy chicken tender taco recently. And I've just, like, I've missed out on the Quesarito, the chicken nacho fries. Snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Well, Millie. Lot. Well, Millie. 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 Um,. I mean, what's stopping you from... Okay, so you're... Oh, for... Okay, first of all, first of all, I... before we get deeper into this conversation, is this real? Is this a serious thing? This is real. Like, I I can't do it. Like, I, I can't even go in, like, a talk... Taco Bell drive-thru without wanting to vomit. Like, I can't do it. Why it don't sucks. you have somebody else bring you the food? Or order it. I, I can't like I can't even smell it. Like just it's just I can't do it. And I see people eat it. Like I can like online like the mukbang like on YouTube. I will. I envy people who eat Taco Bell and like. So okay, so all right, so you can watch people eat it both in real life. Can you if if somebody's next to you eating it, will that gross you out? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't yeah. know what I, I'm having trouble understanding your like this is one of the most contradictory things I think I've ever heard uh, y that you're insanely grossed out by Taco Bell. If you smell it, you want to throw up. If someone's near you, you're grossed out. But as much as you are grossed out by it, you desire I still it. Eat it. That doesn't make yes. any sense to me. No, I know, but I just, I have to eat it. It's like, I have to, but I physically can't. And I've tried. I've tried, like, just walking into a Taco Bell, and I walk right back out. It's Listen, like I can't even get a drink. Really, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because I've eaten, I've eaten a lot of Taco Bell. And I yeah. don't, here's the thing. And I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I've eaten a lot of Taco Bell. And I don't regret a single trip I have ever taken to Taco Bell. When I am on my deathbed and my life flashes before my eyes and I'm watching a reel of probably a lot of stuff that I won't be proud of. But when the parts of my life in which I'm sitting in a Taco Bell drive through pass by that reel, okay, I, yeah. will, I will smile. I will be happy. But, Millie... Yes. You can live life without it. 
In fact, I feel like there's a chance for your life to be better with the absence of Taco Bell. And I but think like you I've gotta embrace out. that, Millie. Okay. But Millie, you can't focus on what you've missed out on. Okay? There's plenty of other good food options out there. There's Del Taco. There's there's non-taco related fast food, whatever, Chick-fil-A, Jack in the Box. Yeah. Sonic. There's all sorts of there's 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 a whole world of cuisine out there, Millie, out, outside of just Taco Bell. And the more time you spend fixating on what you cannot have, the more you will be obsessed with it. The more it will ruin you. So, so yeah. I, I encourage you to widen your field of vision and and embrace the other options that are in front of you. Because if you're so narrow, so yeah. narrow, focused on the Taco Bell, you won't see the A&W right next to the Taco Bell, which has delicious... Chicken sandwiches and milkshakes, and you can and you can dip the chicken sandwich yeah. in the milkshake, and you can eat that. So I encourage you not to focus on the options unavailable to you, but instead to to uh, take take merriment and, and and experience wonder at the options that are. Yeah, but it's like, did did you ever eat a Dorito Local Taco? The Dorito I Taco. Dorito Lo- I have I have eaten a Dorito Locos Taco. Are they good? I want phenomenal. People say they're good, but no, they're, they're amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, they're great. Put some mild sauce on okay. there. It's fantastic. It's the best thing I've ever okay. eaten. But Millie, you'll be fine without it. I'll be okay without it. But man, Thank it's you for a, calling, Millie. It's just all right. Thank you, Gecko. Chris. Hello, Jack. How are you, Chris? I'm all right. Honestly, it's like the middle of the semester right now, and it could be better. It's the middle of the semester. Uh, what do you study? Study uh, animal science at uh, in America, in like the pursuit of being a veterinarian. You're trying to be a veterinarian. I, you know, the veterinarian thing is interesting to me because it's uh, sort of a catch-22 where in order to become a veterinarian, you have to like animals. But also, in order to become a yeah. veterinarian, you have to watch animals die every day. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like you want to save animals and stuff. But, like, you can't be a hero. Um, and I'm like a believer in leave no trace, like with Boy Scouts and stuff. Sure. And like part of that is like respecting the life cycle of the universe. Mm. And like whenever it's time for an animal to go, it's just time for them to go. Yep. Um, and like you're there to facilitate that. So like you can live with the fact that the animal's dying, but you can also make it like comfortable on its way out. Right. No, there's definitely a lot of pride to be had in in doing that that job of keeping an animal comfortable as it's as it's passing. Yeah, it's like uh respecting the way the life cycle. You know. 
This is interesting. So, Zara, so you seem to have a very objective, relaxed take on death in general, right? Leave no trace. So to leave no trace includes dying. Like, you have to die as a necessary element of leaving no trace. Because living, living forever is kind of like littering with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, leaving your mark on the world, in a way. Like, because you're just um, like a, you're like a 600-year-old tree. Yeah. You're there. So, oh, so how, how is this... So how how is how is this perspective that you have on animals and how death is just factoring into a great cycle and you know all that jizz? How how has that impacted your thoughts on your own death? On my own death, the way I see it is like I try to keep a lot of things in terms of like valuable things. Like if I lose something, I lose it. Um. But I don't try to hoard things. I feel like hoarding is something that, like, um, every religion kind of taboos. Like, a big thing is, like, the seventh or whatever sin. With greed, like, hoarding things just isn't right. So, like, kind of just, like, having that detachment of, like, it's just an item. It is what it is. Um, and, like, you're going to die one day and you're not going to have it. That's something to take away from a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very stoic philosophy, having very little attachments to possessions or really anything outside of yourself or even yourself because, uh, you know, your friends, your family, your possessions, your statuses, uh, none, none of that's coming with you where you're going. For real. But, like, you can't always plan on where you're going. And I think that's something to like push for, like having bucket list goals. Like right now, I'm checking off a bucket list, talking to this gecko. This is cool. Yeah, it's cool talking to you too, Chris. I like your uh yeah. I like your voice. You're very dreamy. I'm dreamy. I've had yeah. a long day. I've been up since like six o'clock. Yeah, whatever <clears throat> your tired voice is is very dreamy. Oh, thank you. I don't know. I'm also, I'm kind of cold right now. It's like 20 degrees outside. My apartment complex it isn't very well insulated. Well, that's your, vi- by the way, uh, take note of this because these are your variables. Next time you're about to go on a date, make sure you're very tired and very cold. And uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll find that very attractive. Uh, so, oh crap, you were, you were saying something and then I interrupted you with you, all that stuff. Uh, what the fuck were you saying? About death. Mm-hmm. I just oh, know. right, your bucket list, your bucket list. Okay, your bucket list, your bucket list. Uh, all right, so talking to me is on your bucket list. Check. What else? What else we got on there? What else do I have on my bucket list? I want to I publish a paper in academia. That's a bucket list item. That's a good one. Kind of boring, yeah, but I'm a sophomore. Their own. I'm a sophomore in college right now. Hmm? Oh, I said it's kind of boring, but to each their own. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of something I look up to. Like, to have something so well thought out and then documented 
and then permanently out there. Not like in the sense of in the natural environment, but like out there for future generations to read and like pick up on. Even if it's something like super minuscule. You know? I don't even think I said that right. Minute, uh, minute. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm fucking with you when I said it was boring. But uh, no, I see oh, the value in that. I come back it up. I don't think it's boring. I think it's cool as shit. Uh,. Anything else? You all right? So you want to pa- you you want to publish a paper in academia? I mean, I mean that that could take a while doing that. So that's that's a big one. You probably got room for like I'm working on. You probably got room for like two other things you can do before you die. What what what, what are we gonna do with those with those two other things? So I like to pick up trash, like whenever I'm walking to class and stuff. I want to pick up somebody's like mobile order, like you know, like that you get from Starbucks. I want to prank call him. You want to... You, you basically want to, like, drive DoorDash. No, 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 no. Like, if somebody's littering, like, if they litter their, like, Starbucks drink, and, like, I'm walking to class and it's on the sidewalk, I pick it up, I dial their phone number, and I prank call them. It's a very specific item. Do people put their phone number on their Starbucks cups? Is that a thing? I know, like, whenever you order DoorDash, like, on your on the receipt, it'll have the phone number. Oh, okay, so if somebody litters a receipt, you want to prank call them? Yeah. What, what would your prank call be? Do you have one in particular set up? I'd have to think of it in the moment. I don't want to have it, like, filled with rage. Because, like, I don't like whenever people litter. But I yeah. feel like whenever you're mad at somebody, you're just encouraging the behavior. You know, I agree with that. You got a good head on your shoulders. I agree with that. You're not coming in here with uh, rage. Because no, nobody, uh, name me one person that's ever responded well to just getting cussed at or screamed at or whatever. It's not a, it's never a convincing way of being... For real. But you do and need I, to come uh, up with I, something because what's going to happen is you're going to call this number being like, I'll just think of it in the moment. And then they'll go, hello. And you'll go, uh, 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 fuck you. And then you'll hang up and you'll be like, ah, I should have planned something. I, I think, I think I would have, I think honestly, speaking about it, I would pretend that I was the restaurant they ordered from. Ooh, okay. I like where this is going. Like, hey. Like, say they ordered, like, a caramel frap. Hey, that caramel frap you gave, or we gave you, yeah, we actually put Gorilla Glue in it. Gorilla Glue in it, instead of, like, the caramel Okay, I like this. Um, Or, like, hey, you forgot this. And then, like, make them go to the store and then act like a fool. That would be funny. I like, okay, that's 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 a pretty good one. The gorilla, yeah. See, mm-hmm. the gorilla glue one. If someone called me saying, "Hey, we put gorilla glue in your frappuccino," I'd be like, "I don't know what, this, the what the fuck this is." But scary. saying, "Oh, hey, you f- forgot something," that's a good one. Wastes a yeah, little like, bit of their time, but not a fully egregious attack. Maybe like your. I think it's a balanced prank. Card. Right, right. Yeah. You got your credit card, or it can't be their credit. It's got to be something because then they would check. And their credit cards there, or I don't know, but I, I, you're, you know what? You got the, you got the gist of this down. 
It's, mm, it's kind of like guiding karma. It's like facilitating yes. karma. Yes. You're a karmatic enforcer. Not to be like not to be like self-righteous like that. Like I don't nah, feel like you can I'm be self-righteous. But I got a bucket list, dude. <laughs> what you saying it was Chris? Um, yeah. Chris, it's been it's been fun ideating on your death with you. And uh, thinking of things that you can do before yeah, you I die. Yeah, I die with it. Honestly, I watch One Piece, and like a big thing is like with the will of D, you gotta welcome death with a smile. I think I, I think I can do that. Yeah, I like I've almost died before. Yo, how'd you almost and die? I before? had a smile on my face while I was doing it. Hmm. How'd you almost die before? You want it in fifteen seconds? Yeah, I'd love it in fifteen seconds. All right, so I was driving a four-wheeler on a, like, gravelly road, and they just built some windmills, and there was a cliff that they built, and I didn't know the cliff was there, and I was going, like, 40 miles an hour, and I went off the cliff, hit a rock, um, and I was stuck under the four-wheeler for, like, an hour. <sighs> See, that, I, that I, I, I just call a four-wheeler a car. It's I like never a, really use the term four-wheeler. Like, like, you know, like a... I think like a go-kart but no. beefy oh it's an atv yeah i i, I like the maybe this isn't maybe this isn't what you wanted me to get out of that story but i really think that they should use a different term than four-wheeler because there are a, a very broad range of vehicles that have four it's wheels four-wheeler that has four wheels oh uh, yeah yes i, I know like but... a, or like if it was like a go-kart that has five wheels, the steering wheel. Okay, but my like my car, my car is a four wheeler. No, your car is a five. Your car is a six wheeler. It has a spare in the trunk. It has a steering wheel. You know what? I don't have a spare wheel. I don't have a spare wheel in the trunk, but I do have a steering wheel. So I guess you are right. But does the four wheeler that you're talking about does that have a steering wheel? No, it has a handlebar. I'll talk to you soon, Chris. Take care, Gek. Um, stay, 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 Gecky. Therapy Gek goes on the line, taking your phone calls every night. Therapy Gek goes to an advice, teaching you how to live your life. But he's not really an expert. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.